Brought to you by Soul Fire Productions. Hello and welcome to Mother the Mother. I am McLean McGowan. This podcast is an offering for all women to gather energetically, sister to sister, mother to mother, to co-create a sacred space for healing, educating, and sharing as we journey through motherhood and womanhood. It is such an incredibly powerful moment in time to be a woman, and I thank you for showing up on behalf of yourself and for all of the women in your lives, past, present, and future, to honor our matriarchal lines, all who came before, and all who will come after. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in today. I am your host, McLean McGowan. As always, it is such an honor to be here with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen, to co-create this healing space together as we share from our hearts and our minds and our souls as we walk this path of womanhood and motherhood together truly is a co-creation and I do feel like it is a revolution of women supporting women in greater and bigger ways and especially now it is crucial it is so important for us to love and support each other even amongst our differences whether it's political medical personal emotional spiritual how can we stand in solidarity sister to sister, woman to woman, mother to mother, and fully support each other in our differences. Like that is truly how we overthrow the patriarchy, being in sisterhood. And sisterhood isn't always beautiful unicorns and butterflies. It can be gnarly and gritty and the life of a warrior. But you know what? We're here. We're here to do it and we're here to be here for it and learn from it and move through it and alchemize it. So welcome, welcome. Thank you to everyone that took my poll on Instagram of different topics. You know, when I do these solos, it could be endless. There's so many topics that I could speak to. And I really do love getting the feedback from you all because I want to be talking about the things that feel on your hearts and minds. And as we journey each month through the different astrology, our needs and wants change. So I really do love your feedback. Thank you. Thank you. Some of the big ones that came through, a lot of shame and guilt this month, which is interesting because we're moving in now to the age of Aquarius. You know, it's it's really happening now. And as we change and grow our old ego habits, patterns, the way that we've always done things, the way that we've always seen things being done, they're so niched into our our brain, right? It's like we all have been programmed. I mean, from the beginning of time, we we all are programmed. But now, even more so than ever, with all the media and the social media and the instant gratification and the amount of noise and information coming at us through literally like all of our orifices all the time, it's a lot. And there's a lot of work to be done to unprogram and to really come back to ourselves, our true selves, our highest selves. And for me, at least, The way that I come back to myself the quickest and with most grace and ease is through my spiritual practice, which for me is my Buddhist chanting practice and my connection to universe, spirit, the Buddhahood within me, mother nature, definitely the Pacific Ocean every day, the woods nearby. It's all of these things that work for me. And it's different for each person. So I don't 
necessarily have a prescription for you, but I urge you to find what really lights your soul up. Where can you dismantle maybe the dogma that you grew up with, whether it's church going or anti-church going or whatever it is that maybe you grew up with. Maybe it resonated with you greatly. Maybe it didn't resonate at all and you've rebelled against it, but really allowing kind of other people's projections to fall away so that you really get to know what what do you believe? And, you know, that's really one of the beautiful tenets of the death work that I do and have done and the doula training, the death doula training, and just the death work in general of getting to know my own feelings about death is it's helped me embrace life more. And my own mortality actually helps me rise and expand in my life because I truly do feel like every day that I wake up and I'm breathing is a gift. And we all have that, you know, nothing is promised to any of us. And it truly is a spiritual practice to be alive, especially right now, and especially to parent or mother during this time. You know, as I always say, there's kind of nothing more deeply rooted in a spiritual practice than being a mom because we are triggered <laughs> how many times a day by our own stuff, by the stuff in our family line. A lot of us are trying to change our family line. I read something the other day that it was something like when people say, oh, that runs in your family, like you actually have the power to say, yeah, not anymore. Like that stops now. And we do. And we, with our mindfulness, consciousness, and really willingness to work on our family karma, I do believe that we can change, but it takes a lot of work and a lot of energy and a lot of effort. And it's also ongoing, you know, this path of womanhood, this path of motherhood. We are in a moment of history, I think, where we are being asked to change and redefine, reexamine, relearn, unlearn who we really want to be, who we really are now that the different institutions or modes of being or these things that we always just assumed were set in stone because we were either told they were or that's just what we saw and were modeled, they're all falling away. So on one hand, it's super exciting time to be alive because it's kind of like the wild, wild west, like anything can go. I mean, look at even everyone that's working from home right now that never would have thought they could work from home. And then now they've done it for a year. Homeschooling, you know, like once you kind of can take one piece out of the box, then you see this whole world open up on upon yourself. And we all are going through that in little or big ways, you know, constantly right now. And so on one hand, that is very exciting. On the other side, it's very destabilizing, can be scary, very fearful. The unknown scares a lot of us. That is why most of us don't kind of peel back the layers to look at life and death, birth, the nitty grittiness of birth, of bringing life forward. It's hardcore. It's the deepest surrender, a surrender so full and all-encompassing it can feel like a death. Death of the maiden as you walk into motherhood. I certainly felt that. And then on the flip side of that, same energy, just different point, peeling back the layer to look at death. What does death really mean to us? What is death when we see our beloveds die? What is death when we are on our own deathbed? What do we think? Where are we going? And one thing that really came in hard today, so this is a download I was getting, is I think this is a woman thing. It also depends, obviously, everybody who's listening has a different childhood, different upbringing, different parents, et cetera, et cetera. But I do think in general, women are more people pleasers than men. And then add to that motherhood where immediately we are 
all eyes focused on this baby and this child and keeping this child alive. And especially with our first children, you know, it's so anxiety inducing, hypervigilance becomes our natural, you know, to react to every cry, second guessing ourselves about every decision, you know, really looking outside of ourselves for the answers because we don't know. We haven't done this before. We haven't been through this. We haven't been a mom before. Second kid, a beauty in having a second is that stuff is more relaxed, but then you also have new logistical issues, right? Like it's more complicated. Two children is a lot more than one child, but you also trust the process more. It's like anything, right? It's like you can have five businesses each time you start a new business. It's scary, very scary. You know, you feel like you're jumping off a cliff. And you also know that ultimately, like, it's not going to make or break you. You know, you've you've gone through the ups and downs, the flows. You know how to run a business now. You know how to do payroll. You know, you know how to do QuickBooks, all that stuff. But one thing I keep seeing over and over, which so many of you are reflecting back to me, is this feeling of real guilt and shame over carving out any time for yourself. And also mixed with that, I think, is resentment and anger because we're having all these feelings. We feel like then it's up to us to fix these feelings. And yet we don't have time to do all this. And then oftentimes we don't have the time or the money, the finances to do it. Or these are also perceived limitations, right? So Again, there's no right or wrong. It's just I've been really sitting with these questions as I see you guys' feedback. And one thing I want to offer is when we become moms, it's so all or nothing. It's like your identity shifts overnight. Like all of a sudden you're a mom, you're a mother. And nothing totally prepares you for it. Sometimes it takes a while for women to catch up with that role or that title or that label. Sometimes women just take to it like fish to water and it is really how they see themselves and hold themselves and all of that. And I have been reflecting with that myself recently because I did some hashtag the other day that said woman first, mom second, which in that day I was really feeling. And then I was really thinking about that. And I am so attached to my label as a mom because it is so massive that it does take over my life. And I have two young children that I'm with a lot and I give a lot. And, you know, they're really my why for everything. And I can't imagine my life now without them. And I love them with every cell of my body. And I really try every day to be my best for myself, but also really for them, you know? And so that's kind of on one side. And then simultaneously, I'm still McLean, you know, I'm still the woman I was before I had kids. I still have my wants and desires and my dreams and my ambitions that have been on the back burner for a while because I did have two young kids. And now I'm really finding myself expanding into these other sides of myself, which feels really exciting and also a little scary. And so I'm just sharing all this because I'm reflecting back to you that you also are both, especially if you're a new mom, you're both, you're and both, both and. It's no longer this, I'm this or that or this or that and like welcome to motherhood, you know, it's shades of gray forever. <laughs> There's no white or black, you know, once you feel like you've just mastered one phase, get ready because the next day it's a fucking new phase. Like this is motherhood and this is why it truly is the marathon and this is really when we drill it down, why self-care is so important because it doesn't end. This is a long marathon and you must rest. You must eat good food. You must nourish yourself. You must nourish yourself on a soul level so that you can show up each day and like give it your best. And it's endless. You know, I mean, I was just talking on mom club to a mom and, you know, she was just saying it's like 
every time I feel like I have it figured out, then something else happens. And it's just so anxiety inducing. And it, you know, it can be. And then also just knowing that the only constant is change. You just flow with things a little bit easier, you know, or start using that muscle to just be able to flow. Like you don't have to have all the answers. And each child is really different. And each child has really different needs. And each child asks us to stretch in new ways. And that's, you know, that that thing about worrying is like praying for what you don't want to happen. You know, I, I think when we get into that hypervigilance, that anxiety, that, you know, repeating the same stuff in our minds over and over that can go wrong, which we all do to some extent, especially as mothers, because there's our, you know, there are endless things we could worry about with kids. You know, it almost becomes this like addiction sometimes in our brain pathways. It's like if we worry about it enough, it's not going to happen. But I don't actually think that that's like the best way to go because I think, A, we could attract that in. We could call that negative stuff in because I truly do believe that our thoughts are our prayers. And the more that we focus on the negative, we're pulling more negative into our lives. If we really just trust and open up to the positivity of life and that attitude of gratitude and really being appreciative for everything in your day that's positive, have you noticed that more positive comes in? And so I love that practice of gratitude in the morning, like the three things I'm most grateful for or at night before bed, what I'm grateful for that day, throughout the day, you know, all the little things really steeping yourself in the gratitude because it just bathes your cells in positivity. And then that high vibe attracts more high vibe, more high vibe, more high vibe. So I think it's really important for you moms out there to remember the woman inside you and honor her as well. Honor her and fight for her. Make boundaries for her. Say no for her. Don't ask permission for her. You know, let her take up space. Let her be. And I'm not saying it's easy, but it's actually simple. When you start practicing this, when you start showing up for yourself, whether it's once a month, whether it's getting on the mom call once a month or once a week or scheduling that body work or saying no to something that you don't really want to do anyway and then taking yourself for a two-hour hike in the mountains or scheduling with your partner to take the kids out of the house so you can actually chill in your house for an hour on the weekend or waking up early to meditate or letting your kids watch a show for 30 minutes so you can meditate. I mean, whatever it is to bring a little bit more ease and joy and love into your life to give to yourself, you will get it back tenfold and your kids and your partner and your whole family will be vibing so much more gracefully if you carve out the space and time. And again, it's not easy. Sometimes it takes a real leap for us, especially if we were raised with guilt or shame about having needs. You know, that's a real thing, guys. It's a real thing to be made to feel that your kind of base human needs were not okay or that you were not deserving of those. And so when people use this term self-care, which is such a trend now, or self-love, like that can be very triggering for people because it goes to those deep childhood wounds. Um, and then we can judge others like, oh, well, yeah, if I had that car, I would feel that way. Or if I had that amount of money, yeah, I would be able to spend money on that, but I don't. And so I hate her, you know, like we have all these judgments about everyone else, but it doesn't have to be expensive. Self-care doesn't have to be expensive. It can be free. And it's really looking at what is your soul need because refilling your soul's cup then refills your body physiologically. You know, we do so much when our soul is vibing and really tapped in to spirit and online. We feel great. Our mental health is great. Our emotional health is great. And our bodies feel great. And 
they're all symbiotic, you know, they work together. And so it really is important. And I just urge you to look at your pushback, look at your resistance and the things that you know you need. Look at the resistance of why you don't want to show up for yourself for that hour or that thing that you know will really help you. And it's just interesting. It's like good information to have on yourself. And then you can repair. You can give yourself that love and say, you know what? No, I deserve this. I give so much. Even just by being here and being a conscious human, you are giving so much. And it is very important to find the balance of receiving versus giving. Because if you give, give, give without receiving, it does not end well. You know, it does not end well. You'll be a bitter, resentful, unhappy, most likely sick person. And especially if you have children, they're seeing the way that you do everything. Even when, I mean, you know this, even when you tell them something, they know actually what's going on based on your actions and your emotion and your vibe, your auric field. You know, they are part of you. They will always be part of you, especially the little ones. They're still so intertwined with you energetically. So the way that you show up really does make a difference. And it helps them to be able to love and accept themselves exactly how they are. And, you know, this is a very like shallow example, but let's use this example. If you are a mom of a young girl, let's say a tween, and you're telling her, you're teaching her about body positivity and eating healthy foods and how this affects her body and her muscles and her mental health and her digestion and you know all of that and how important good food is and high grade quality food is and you're not eating or you're eating your meals like shoving it down over the sink or you're always talking about calories or calories counting or fat grams or you're restricting or you're binge eating or you're emotionally eating they're taking all that in so all the energy that you've kind of told them about all the positive stuff you've already told them about food and body positivity and loving their body exactly how it is and all of that. And yet you're doing the complete opposite. What do you think they're going to believe? They're going to believe what they see you doing. And again, that's just one little example, but it's true. And, you know, I have two little sponges that are watching everything I do. And my little one, Goldie Wolf, the other day, she was like, I'm going to go have me time now. And she went in her room and played by herself for like an hour. I'm very lucky that both of my kids love to play solo by themselves and they do a great job of that and they saw that because i model that because i need my alone time i like to meditate or stretch or be in silence you know i'm an introvert i'm a total scorpio introvert and so i get stretched a lot by being in constant action and close contact with other humans all the time like right now as i'm recording this Everyone is out of my house and I feel like I'm on vacation because it's only my energy here. I am an empath. My human design is like all open centers. I'm very affected by other people's energy and I feel so much. And so huh, like, like this is the greatest gift to be able to sit and talk with you all with no one else in my house. So that's self-care, that's self-love. That is setting up my day for a couple of hours where I get to come back to me. I get to come back to McLean. And I just want to reflect back to you that you deserve that. Your family deserves it. Your kids deserve it. Mom's mental health, mom's physical health is family health. And I know that kind of sounds cliche, but it is actually very, very true. Talk to anyone that grew up with a mom who was mentally unstable, was chronically ill, had a drug addiction, alcoholic. Mama affects everybody. And that is one of the biggest blessings and the hardest pill to swallow about motherhood. It's a great responsibility. And right now, 
so many of us are really, really impacted by feeling resentful right now. And like, we don't have time. We don't have the money to have nannies or babysitters. And now we're all homeschooling and our kids are on Zoom and they're on screens all day, which is, guess what? Not great for their brains. And so they're even more jacked up. They're more moody, which makes us more triggered and frantic. And it's this, you know, it can very easily become this negative feedback cycle. And I just want to honor where you are in the season you're in. And we, we do have to really honor the season we're in and not compare to anybody else's. But I also want to just tell you, even if it's five minutes of meditation a day, even if it's putting baby in the stroller and getting out for a 15-minute walk, a 30-minute walk, 15 minutes stretching on the floor, all of those minutes are better than no minutes. And they add up. And part of the medicine, and this is a real underlying truth, part of the medicine is taking the time for yourself. It's not even so much the doing of it. It's the taking action to put yourself first. I personally did something the other day. I invested in myself more than I ever had in my life. Money, big investment. And part of me was scared, but the biggest part of me was just fucking excited. And yes, I have some expectations about it, but even irregardless of that, the fact that I was able to and I chose to invest that kind of money in myself and my future was so healing because I've never done that before. Like that piece healed so much for me. And I know that's in you too. I know that's in all of us. And, you know, a lot of you that become my clients or talk to me about moving forward and being my clients, it is so scary to take that big step. It is so scary to take that leap of faith. And whether it's $100, where it's $1,000, whether it's $10,000 or $100,000, it doesn't really matter the amount because we're all, you know, it's all scalable. It's really about saying yes to yourself when your soul connects and it's a yes. It's like, yes, I deserve this. I'm doing this for myself. And in so doing, I'm gonna heal and I'm gonna thrive and I'm gonna be able to bring that to my kids and my family. And I'll be sharing more on that. But I do wanna just say that about the coaching because that is something that comes up a lot is it feels so scary to peel off that Band-Aid. And a lot of us need to think about these things, you know? Like, a lot of us need to think about coaching programs and the perfect coach for months, even years, before we're ready to take the leap. And I trust that you will you will do it, you know, in your own divine timing with the right person at the right time. And also from experience as someone in my 40s, I ignored that a lot. <laughs> throughout the time. I ignored that a lot. But already, and this does feel so cliche to say, but already in me saying yes to myself, I've already had like within a day, three new clients come. And that shows me it is energetic. It is energetic when we step up into vibing at a higher level and that we reflect that to the people around us. My signature Mother the Mother coaching sessions support your journey through womanhood and motherhood in mind, body, and spirit. These coaching sessions meet you where you are now with the aim of where you want to go. Whether you are entering into a new relationship, you're wanting to conceive, you're newly pregnant, approaching your birth in the midst of your postpartum shift, or a mother needing to reclaim her space, or maybe needs a little bit of extra help handling the demands of motherhood, I'm here to support your intentions and your goals. My expertise lies in helping you empower yourself as you deepen into your innate knowing. I'm here to help you align and remember.
Through a spiritual yet grounded lens, I help you navigate the topics that arise in transiting through the ages and stages of life, and especially when bringing new life earthside. We are not meant to travel from maiden to mother alone. We need support, we need education, and we need guidance. My intention is to support you, the mother, as you mother. In our society, we are often taught to look outside of ourselves for the answers, and I am here to help you turn inward to find the answers you already possess. If you are interested in working together, please email me, or you can go to the link tree in the bio on Instagram at Mother the Mother, or you can email me McLean at MotherTheMother.com, and we can schedule a free discovery call to see if this is the right time in your life for this kind of coaching. What I do know is 2021 is now the time to go big, to manifest and envision the lives we want to be leading, the kinds of mother we want to be showing up as, the kind of life we want to bring forward. So I'm here to support you, to guide you, to be here on the path with you. We are in it together, always sending love, Jayma. Okay, a couple other things I wanted to touch on was enemas. So I've been sharing on Instagram kind of over the past couple of years, my coffee enemas, and I ebb and flow doing them or not doing them based on different issues. But it is something that I've been doing, I don't know, probably for like eight years off and on. And you must, must, must get the green organic coffee for enemas. I like S.A. Wilson's, but they're, I mean, you could just Google or don't Google, duck, duck a go or whatever it is, the different types of organic green enema coffee. And then you just get a stainless steel enema kit. Super easy to do. I'm not recommending this. Okay. I'm not recommending this for anyone. You need to talk to your healthcare provider. You need to most importantly, trust your own intuition and do your due diligence as a sovereign being you get to do whatever you want to do with your body. And for me, what it's really helped with is my liver. I have the MTHFR gene mutation, which many of us have. It's not a super big deal, but what it does mean is that we often have detoxing issues. Like I'm so sensitive to MSG, smells, uh, can't touch alcohol, can't touch drugs, um, just very, very sensitive to different food, additives, anything not super clean. My body can't handle it blessing and a curse, but it's really helped me with my liver. So what it does is it opens up. I mean, there's a very scientific ways to describe it. Basically, it helps open up the capillaries and open up the mechanism to flush bile out of your liver. So it's kind of like cleaning the liver dump because your liver detoxes everything in your body. And then if you're not living a healthy lifestyle, it just kind of becomes this like cesspool of toxic mess. So it really does need some support and help, not to say it has to be coffee enemas, but that has been a pathway for me to allow more of the bile to be released and cleansed, and then my body can produce more bile and support my liver functioning better. And again, like I've, I've gone years without doing them, months without doing them. I don't usually do them too, too often, but I've just started back and I'm trying to do one every two weeks to every one week. And you need to play around with how strong or weak it is. Definitely start weaker with the coffee. Uh, you just want to heat it to a warm, definitely not hot. Obviously, we're not trying to scold our insides. And you also don't want freezing, generally. You just want like a nice lukewarm body temperature. And then you do it on the floor. I do with towels and pillows supporting me, like it's super cozy. 
you insert it and then you just chill and you can kind of move around side to side if that feels good or you can just lie there and ideally for like eight to ten minutes and then when you're ready to release you release it and then sometimes if you have a lot to cleanse or clear you're doing a detox or you're doing a parasite cleanse this is a really great time you can do one or two or even one coffee and then flush with plain water. But yeah, it's something that a lot of you have been asking about and I haven't done a full IG coverage. So um, I will do one there. But you know, just to get you started, that's what that's about. Um, But I do I do love them. And they do actually make me feel really good. Fertility. Okay, a lot of fertility questions were coming in. As I've shared before, it's often challenging for me to speak to one specific thing on the journey to motherhood or during motherhood because it's all cumulative, you know, and each woman. That's why I love doing my one-on-one work because I really get to know each woman and can work with her specifically where she is. So it's hard to be general on a podcast. The more work that you can do on yourself to know yourself before you have children, the better, right? Like that makes sense. And you see that, you see women that have had babies at 20, their mindset is very different than women now at 40 having babies, right? Because we know ourselves. We have 20 more years to know ourselves, to have gone through the different phases, the different relationships, the different careers, the different health things. You know, it's all cumulative. Again, neither's good or bad. If you can start working on your meditation practice, cleaning up your diet, learning about your diet, learning what foods are best for your specific body, getting lab work done, getting lab work done for your partner. You know, all of that helps setting yourself up for a healthy conception generally, right? And pregnancy. All of those things help. It's not to say you're going to necessarily get what you want in the timeline you want it or ever, but you are working towards getting cleaner, getting clearer, which I feel is always going to be of service, right? So... When I work with my moms before they've conceived, it's so beautiful. I love it because it's like this beautiful opportunity to really see who they are and take the time to to really work with it. Because for many of us, and I think this has been the situation throughout time, people get pregnant. They weren't planning it. They weren't expecting it. It happened. And so now we're dealing with it and now we're embracing it and now we're moving forward with it. And even if we're upset or disappointed, You kind of have to at some point get on your big girl panties because it's happening and you're going to do this thing and you're going to like give it your best shot, right? If you know you want to have kids, if you know you want to have kids sooner than later or in a year or two years, it's a really great opportunity to start cleaning yourself up. Like that's what I did when I knew I was going to be with my man. We got married. I knew, okay, we're probably going to have a kid sooner than later. Went really big into juicing. I mean, I was mostly a raw vegan at that time. Just really focused on my cleansing, my health, the coffee enemas, the spiritual work, being a newlywed, you know, learning more about my spouse, all of that. Still didn't have a fucking clue about what it would really be like as a mom, but I knew myself that much more, right? I knew myself that much better when I did become a mom. And then with the second kid, oh my gosh, like I knew myself so much deeper because I'd been a mom for almost six years. And, you know, I was an older woman by six years. So I'd had a lot of life in that time. Still challenges come up. It's still life. I'm still learning. I'm still growing. I'm still evolving all while parenting these two people and being in partnership. But I know myself. I know my triggers. I know the things I'm working through and towards all of that. And so I think 
when it comes to fertility, it's like do the best you can with where you are. You know, if you can afford the supportive help, I love getting acupuncture. I think acupuncture is really great to get your body balanced, your chi balanced, work on your hormone health, dial in the nutrition. It's definitely a time to invest in organic foods, really high-grade supplements, and just maybe for the first time in your life, being very mindful about what you're putting into your body. And then obviously that also goes through pregnancy. And intention is so much with this. And yeah, I mean, if we all had endless amounts of money, we could be eating the highest grade of everything all the time. And that would be amazing. It's also a choice for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people that want to eat super, super clean aren't mega millionaires. You know, it's just the priority of what they are prioritizing to live by. You know, I know a woman here in Malibu who they spend thousands and thousands of dollars on supplements and biohacking and health and diet. And they like they live in a one room house, you know, like that's their choice. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful for them that that's their choice. They would rather invest in their bodies and their minds. And that's their journey rather than having a big house or a lot of stuff or a fancy car. So again, neither is right or wrong. It's just different. And we're all experiencing things differently. Um, and obviously, we're, we all have different levels of privilege and income. I'm not minimizing anyone's experience. And I'm also saying we all make choices each day with how we're showing up for ourselves. We all have the power to make our choices. And even on those days when we don't think we have choices, we have choices. We may have repercussions. We may have things that we don't love that are going to happen if we make that choice. We may ruffle feathers. We may piss people off. We may lose relationships, friendships, marriages, family members, but we still have choices. We always have the choice. We always have the choice. So it's really, you know, it comes back to what do you want? What do you want out of this life? What do you want out of this beautiful life? It may feel crazy right now. And on one hand, it is. On one hand, maybe we're like really cleaning up. You know, we're allowing all this darkness to come up, to face it, to like get up in our faces. It's so uncomfortable to get to the other side, to change this world, like to really change it. And that kind of circles back to what I was saying at the very beginning is when we go through change, there is discomfort. It's part of it. And I think I lose sight of that. I think we all lose sight of that is when we're in this up level, this new manifestation, I I'm ready now to get to point B. I'm ready to go all in. I'm ready to invest in myself. I'm ready to quit this job. I'm ready to leave this relationship or I'm ready to commit to this relationship or I'm ready to get pregnant or I'm ready to let go of the idea that I want to be pregnant. I want to let go of the notion that I ever wanted kids. You know, whatever it is you're going through and changing and excavating and up-leveling and moving through, there is always a sense of loss in some way. It could be a physical loss. It can be a spiritual loss. It can be emotional loss because we get so accustomed to what we know. There's that saying that what is familiar, so the word familiar is of the family. So what what's familiar to us is what we know from our family, what we know from our conditioning and our programming as children. You know, most of what we hold as truth, we learned from zero to seven years old. And it's all in our brains, our subconscious and unconscious mind. We are, we're living in that videotape 90% of our day. So to change it takes an extraordinary amount of energy and time and work. 
It also can be fast with the intention. If you know what you're trying to go in and change, that can be done. And that's a sidebar. That's what I love about hypnosis and why I've started doing it is because you can pinpoint and bring in such positive change so quickly that I love it and it's next level. But beyond that, what I'm saying is when we are going through this positive transformation, moving forward evolution, it's okay to mourn. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to be fearful of what we're letting go because we're letting go of the familiar. We're letting go of what we know. And once we can do it and we just decide to do it and we step off, that's when like the real beauty of life comes. And more often than not, the universe is there to support us. Motherhood, as we know, is full on. Each new age and stage of our children's development brings vast new lessons, challenges, and victories. It is a lot to hold. And my intention for creating Mom Club is to create a safe and healing space for mothers to gather together. It has been an especially intense time through this portal of 2020, and many of us found ourselves mothering in new ways, working, partnering, showing up for ourselves and each other in completely new ways as we cannot connect as much in person. We need support. We need to sit in circle. We need to feel seen and we need to feel heard. We need to vent and let it go. We need to know that we are in this together, not isolated and alone. So please join us if you are wanting to circle up with sisters, if you're wanting to find your tribe, if you find that you feel isolated or not jiving with your friends or you've moved and you don't have a set of mom friends near you, please join us in this virtual circle where we are co-creating a sacred space for dropping into meditation, having an oracle card read, having a chosen topic discussed each month, as well as plenty of time for Q&A. I want this to be a real community where we can connect and share practitioners and resources, where we can find other women on the call nearby and connect in real life. This is a co-creating a circle of trusted sisters. We will circle up, grab a hot mug of tea, light our candle or incense, and drop in with a listening ear and an open heart. If this sounds good to you, check out my Instagram at Mother the Mother, the link tree in my bio. If you sign up, subscribe, I will send you all the deets for the next mom club. We are rolling it out. We started in December, but now we got the momentum moving through into 2021. So please join us. I'm really excited about this community. It's lit, it's on, and we're doing it. Jema. Something I've really been working on, and I was sharing this in Mom Club today, is in what I'm manifesting and moving forward and living in is my new truth. Every day, I try to detach myself, and I do detach myself from the how. How is that going to happen? Let me fill in the X, Y, Z. How is that going to happen? Really getting out of that. That's so limited. That's so mentally like controlling and limited to get stuck in the hows and the whys. It's like, no, this is my vision. This is my dream. And I'm focusing on that. And however God, universe, Buddha, spirit needs to help me get there or is going to help me get there or going to fill in those gaps that I can't even imagine right now, but I'm going to trust they're going to happen. And more often than not, they do. So I just want to offer that whatever you're co-creating, whatever you're manifesting right now, especially as we move now into 2021, go big with your dreams, go big with your desires, your manifestations for yourself, your kids, the people in your life that you love, your enemies, the people you don't understand. Like, let's just really see the life we want to be living, the world we want to be living in. 
how can we bring this forward? It's going to be by letting a lot of what we have known to be true to die so that we can rebirth. We have to let go of what we know, what we're comfortable with to create this new paradigm, new values, you know? And with that comes a lot of judgments. It's just the human way. Our ego comes in and wants to go, that's wrong. That's wrong. I don't like them. I don't like what they're doing. I don't like what they're saying. But it's not about that. It's about allowing yourself to up level and stretch and go beyond the limitations of what you know to be true. And the saying that's become very, very popular this year is we are the ones we've been waiting for. Per usual, it's going to come on to the women to do it and the moms to do it. Like you want shit to get done, ask a mom. That's what happens. It may not always be on our timeline, but like when push comes to shove, moms make the shit happen. We have all the snacks. We have all the extra clothes in the car. We know how to fucking be there when shit hits the van. So know that. Know you're going to rise up when you're asked to rise up. And please allow yourself to rest when you can. Take those moments. Take that nap. Life is always going to be there. The vacuum will always be filled with other stuff. So please carve out that time for yourself to refill, recharge, be the best version of yourself for yourself and for everyone else. Because this is how we support each other and support each other's visions. And when we can reflect back the beauty that we see in our sisters and our moms and our friends and our children, we see it in ourselves too. And that is how we're going to change this world. I'm sending love out to all of you. Please have a beautiful, blessed day. Take a moment for yourself. Take many moments for yourself throughout the day. I see you. I love you. Please reach out to me. If you have any questions about Mom Club, we'll be moving on to a platform soon. If you have any questions about my Mother the Mother coaching, please reach out. Email me, mclean at motherthemother.com, and we will schedule a free discovery call. I'm here for you. We're all in this together. We're rising up. Keep on keeping on. J-Ma. Another podcast I've really been enjoying is called The Uncensored Empath, and it is hosted by Sarah Small, who is your no BS spiritual guide. Her 15-year journey with chronic illness, experience with loss and grief, and her insatiable desire to integrate the darkness into the light inspired her to create her thriving wellness business. She supports empaths and highly sensitive people to create a body, business, and life they love through a blend of energy, neuroscience, spirituality, and intuition. And as you know, I love blending the lightness with the darkness. It is all both and. So if you feel like you're an empath or you feel the energy of the world around you to a strong degree, I highly recommend listening to Sarah Small's podcast, The Uncensored Empath.